Hello everyone and welcome back to Off the Record. I'm Campbell Wilmine. Today I'm here with Caitlin Butts. She's a red dirt country artist from Oklahoma with an incredible voice. Thank you so much for joining me today, Caitlin. No problem at all. So just to get started, tell me a little bit about where you're from and how you got started in music. So um, I am from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I've always been a singer. I've always enjoyed singing. I've been uh, performing since I was about five years old. I started out doing like Broadway musical stuff and um, and then I kind of switched and I've, I've always listened to 90s country and things like that growing up on the lake and you know you hear your parents radio and that kind of stuff and then uh, around when I was about 14, 15 uh, that was about when Miranda Lambert and the Dixie Chicks and Taylor Swift kind of like were you know starting at their big peak I think and um they just were really inspiring to, to for me to watch as like a young girl because they were all artists that wrote their wrote songs and played guitar and sang and they were just total badasses while they did it as well so um they were just people that I really looked up to and so from there I wanted to play guitar as you know I wanted to learn songs and then you know gradually started to try and write my own stuff and um I've just been playing ever since and then yeah that's what I got my degree in, in at UCO, and I just have always loved performing, so. So, um, you talked about some of the female artists that were inspirations to you. The music industry, it really seems, especially country music, that it's really dominated more by male artists than female. Have you ever experienced obstacles that you would say maybe that are different than things that guys experience? Um, I think just as women, we just experience difficulties no matter what field we're in. Um, you know, I, I can't really name specifically anything that, you know, I felt discriminated against or anything like that. Everyone that I've been around has always been very inclusive. And um, one of the hardest things for me is honestly just like getting ready in the most appropriate space, <laughs> like getting ready for the show and having like a good spot to, you know, change and do my thing. But um, I've never really felt too discriminated against, you know, the whole community has always been very um, welcoming and doing what they can to help support. At least the people that I surround myself with are very inclusive and, you know, try the best that they can um, to get women on the lineup. That's great. So would you have any advice to give to girls who are maybe thinking about playing country music or wanting to sing? Um, I think the biggest thing is just be as you know, just practice. Practicing is the biggest thing, and I'm, I need to be better at it myself, and I think everyone should be, but just be the best that you can possibly be and be in a competition with yourself, and I think things just fall into place whenever you're just able to create in, um, in a space where you're just competing with yourself and just trying to get better and better in, in every field, as far as guitar playing, as far as, you know, being the best singer that you can be, and, um, not anything really influence your art. Now, in your um, early career, you got a lot of airplay, and still now, but definitely in your early career, too, um, you got a lot of airplay on Fort Worth's local 95.9 The Ranch Radio, and um, if I read this right, I believe there's some connection there. That's how you met your husband, Cleto. Just tell me a little bit about that. Well, so I never really had a radio promoter. I had someone here my, my family lives in Ardmore and I had some guy help me ship out, um, my CDs at the time. And, you know, at the time 
Oklahomans don't know too, I never knew too much about the Texas music scene until I was out of college. Um, we don't have, you know, stations that play, uh, that play local music on the radio stations in Oklahoma, which is, you know, we have so much live music there, but nothing that kind of put, puts the two together where you're played by this, where you have like Miranda Lambert or like um, Cody Jinks. And then like some guy that's playing at mags on Friday is right after those people. So it kind of puts you in this, like um, in this field where, you're like an artist just like them, even whenever you're not as big as them, obviously. Um, and so that, so Shane Hollinger from the ranch was one of those people that got the album. And I never, I never knew what the ranch was. I was pretty sure it was like Hidden Valley or something. Um, but so I, there was one day where I played probably my second show in Texas Um in Fort Worth and people were singing along to my song Wild Rose. And I was like, how do these people know my songs? Like I've never played here before. Um, this is incredible. And I asked people after the show and they said, well, your, your song plays on the ranch. So that's why a lot of people were singing along. And I was like, that is incredible. So a couple of years go by in 2016 or late 2015. Um, my husband, my now husband was driving down in Fort Worth um, and he had heard um, my song Gal Like Me on the radio. And he he shook his uh, bass plate, his bass player. He was asleep in the passenger seat and the whole band was asleep. And uh, he said, hey, you need to sh- Shazam this girl. I have this song, you know, that we should have this girl sing on. And he Shazam Gal Like Me and it was me. So uh, he messaged me on Facebook messenger and said, Hey, I'd love to have you sing on this song if you're in for it. And, um, we met in the studio singing the song and five years later, uh, or four, yeah, four and a half, five years later, we just got married in October. Wow. That's incredible. So you're referring to a life where we work out, right? Yes. That was a life where we work out.
bite your lip when I look at you in that way. We pull off on some old dirt road on the way home 'cause we can't wait. It's in a life that we work out and love's hotter than the summer day. Life is old. To gain um, this big of a following in Texas, or did that kind of come as a surprise to you? Honestly, I have I thought you know graduating from UCO, I wanted to release an album, and I honestly just thought it'd be something that I would give out to people that you know friends and family that already knew me. Um, but I never in a million years would have expected you know a kind of a grassroots following and um, just people from everywhere that listen to it listen to my music and pay attention to what I'm doing. I never anticipated that. I really truly thought I was just going to be like giving my CDs to my grandma for a long time. So. And then also you just released your latest song, How Lucky Am I on Valentine's Day. So I'm guessing you wrote this about your now husband. So tell me um, about your inspiration for that. And did he know about it before you released it? So yeah, he knew about the song. So I wrote um, back when he and I were just friends, like, we were really good friends for the first four or five months that we knew each other just talked a lot and I and I don't think that he like knew that I was like partially flirting with him but um so one night he came I was competing in the Larry Joe Thompson Larry Joe Taylor songwriter competition and he came and just to come cheer me on and afterwards we got invited to this party and they didn't have any alcohol or anything and we were like dude you invited a bunch of musicians over like you have to have like bare minimum, like, <laughs> Keystone Light, like, come on, um, but so anyways, we sold, I kind of found this bottle of honey wine, and we passed it back and forth until it was all gone, and, uh, you know, I'm slinking up next to Cletto, just trying to flirt with him, but he's like, hey, we should have our own songwriter competition with the word honey wine in it, and so in about two or three days, he has this, like, awesome song called Honey Wine, it's about this redheaded girl, um, and then at the end, he's like, hey, there's, it gets really serious at the end. He proposes to this girl and it kind of sounds like it's about you, but you know, don't get scared and never talk to me again. It's, it's just a song. And so, um, but then about a year later, you know, time went by and we started dating. And then about a year later, I wrote how lucky am I for him for Valentine's day. And that was in probably 2017 or so. Wow. Um, and then, uh, you know, I hadn't really done anything with it for a while and I had done some demos for it and recently I this whole COVID thing you know um put wrenches in things but I think it kind of inspired me to just consistently put music out more and more and not hold on to things and hoard my songs so I love this demo that my producer now um made for me and I just couldn't imagine it any better and I kept all the uh I was like okay 
by Christmas time, I was like, I want to release this song as soon as possible. I think the best time to do it would be Valentine's Day. And it would be kind of a cool, like, symbolic way to, you know, dedicate the song to Cleto. And so I kept all the social media things that I was preparing and all these boxes that I was shipping to my friends, you know, a secret um, that had like the song in it and like Valentine's candy. And I was just trying to do promotion stuff, but all of it was kept secret from him until the day of, and about probably 30 seconds before it was released, I gave him a card that said it was coming out and celebrated with a couple white claws. And uh, yeah, it was a good night. So he didn't know that it was being released, but he had already heard the song because you yeah. wrote it years before. Okay. Yeah, he had heard the song just in its acoustic form, but he had never heard like the final form of, of the of the song. Yeah.
about your songwriting? Have you always written songs? Um, and then also, do you like to write songs that you think are more personal to you or about other people and their situations? Um, I, like I said a little bit earlier, I, I started trying to write songs whenever I was probably 16. So I haven't always been writing, but the first time I'd ever written anything that, you know, was worth it, all of those songs made it to my first album. And that, those were all of the songs that I had written that, you know, were worth a damn. And so um, that was about when I was 18 to about 20 that I wrote all those songs. Okay. Um, but generally for me, each song kind of varies. And I, and even if, um, you know, th something hasn't happened personally to me, it's probably a story that I've been told or um, something that's impacted me or, you know, it's just m most of my surroundings and kind of how I view the world. And um, a lot of, sto I really enjoy writing stories about, you know, made up things and things that have happened and kind of um, turning them into something real. Cool. Um, would you say that your songwriting process um, do you typically write a song really, really fast, or do you let it sit for a while or years go by before you finish it? How does that go? For every song, it's different. Um, some songs I've written, I, I just wrote one a few months ago that probably took me a couple hours, and, um, you know, in certain songwriting sessions with other artists or songwriters, they typically take about four and a half hours or so. Um, but when, most of the time I write by myself and those songs can, I could write down a hook and it could be, you know, a year or four years until I like actually fin sit down and write it. And even then I'll sometimes put it down whenever I'm just not, I don't have anything else to say. And then I'll, you know, think about it in the car and, you know, write something down real quick. And, um, that's kind of, it's just all, I, my brain is very scattered, so it's mostly in my notes section on my phone. I'll go home and get a computer piece of paper out and just kind of hash it out and get whatever I can that sounds good and sounds artistic in any kind of way. And uh, it's just all different. Every song is different. That's great. So I was lucky enough to see you sing a few songs at Billy Bob's last October when you sang for the Panhandlers debut. You yeah. were incredible, by the way. Thank um, you. So have you been able to perform live recently, and do you plan to do any shows in the near future? Yeah, we, we've, so in the pandemic, we were off for probably six months, I would say, completely just really not doing anything other than if we got hired for like one private gig or um, we mostly did streaming stuff and then we really did nothing for a while. And then I had a couple of festivals, but they were all just very sporadic, socially distant, but like all over the place. And, but things are starting to pick up right now um, where if, if the venues, you know, corresponding with COVID COVID things, you know, I'm more, likely to go play that or if it's an outdoor event or something like that um things are picking up so things are also looking up so that makes me very excited for sure um and then you mentioned the live streams was that you and Cleto that did it together I think I heard something about that yeah we did a couple together we did one we probably did a couple just he and I and then we did a Christmas one together I did a couple by myself if, or if we were just bored, we would just like play a couple songs and turn it off. It, it was just a good way to get that performing like itch out of us too. Cause it's really, I think whenever you're like a performer, I feel like, I feel like at my center, I'm, I'm more of a performer than I am 
anything. And so like, that's where I feel most comfortable. And so, um, playing, you know, on live streams, it just kind of got that little itch out of you. Um, even if it was for just a couple songs and also you just feel kind of cooped up and that's a way to kind of feel social, you know, whenever you don't really want to leave the house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And connected. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so you just released How Lucky Am I on February 14th, but do you have any more releases planned soon? I do. I just cut a project in like two weeks, three, through two weeks ago. Um, I recently just moved to Nashville with Cleto, um, and because we had been moving <laughs> since COVID, we had moved in with my mom for a while because we were like, we had no idea what was about to happen. We were starting to grow our own food because we didn't know if we were going to have, if the supply chain was going to be cut down. We didn't, had no idea what our careers had in store. And so we just kind of hunkered down at her house. And then um, because we felt things that were starting to pick back up and, um, you know, things are kind of inching towards normalcy. So we found this awesome house out there and the second so the week that we moved, we loaded all of our boxes in the house and I immediately went into the studio. Um, I don't know how it worked out that our lease, I had already booked studio time. And then somehow we found this house that the lease started the day that like we moved in. And I was like, well, we could either buy hotels or we can move in and stay in our new house on the floor. So I recorded that week and then got settled the second week and actually got iced in. But Hopefully new music come in very soon. I just, uh, I've kind of held on to music for so long that I just want to start consistently, you know, putting it out at whatever rate I can. So yes, in short. (laughs) That's great. I'm looking forward to it. So then last question, um, just where can people find more about you and your music, just your social media platforms, website, things like that? Um, you can find me pretty much anywhere, CaitlinButts.com, K-A-I-T-L-I-N, butts like your rear end, but plural, and uh, Caitlin Butts on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, uh, TikTok, TikTok's my new favorite thing right now, oh my gosh, I me cannot too. get enough of TikTok, TikTok, how can I get off of it, I need Same. something, it's really bad. <laughs> I spend way too much time on it for sure. My eyes had gotten blurry yesterday because I had been on my phone. I mean, I had been off and on, you know, doing work and stuff, but a lot of it was from TikTok. Yeah. It's not Um, cool. So then uh, last thing that I do on every podcast, I call it final speed round. So I'm going to name two artists. (laughs) I'm going to name two artists and then off the top of your head, just pick one or the other. Okay. All right. So first, George Jones or George Strait? Strait. Willie or Waylon? Willie. Jason Isbell or Jason Aldean? Isbell. Okay. Just had to make sure you were paying attention. <laughs> and then Beatles or the Stones? Um, Stones. All right. And then last one. I know your husband is from Texas. So if you had to pick one, Oklahoma or Texas? Oklahoma all the way, baby. All right. I love to hear it. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for talking to me today. I really appreciated it. And um, hopefully I'll get to see you play again sometime soon and maybe out here in Arizona as well. So, Oh my gosh, I would love that. I love Arizona. Thank you so much for having me on. And thank you all for tuning in and listening today to this episode of Off the Record. Be sure and tune in next week and every week as I speak with a new musician. And just to close out today, I'll play one more song by Caitlin Butts. This is the live version of Wild Rose off of her very first album. 
Baby, you can believe. 